News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekuller, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you until the top of the hour. And we're going to try something a little different today. Uh, we're going to start talking about some of the scams that are out there that uh, both us as realtors, attorneys, uh, people in the mortgage industry, as well as for sale by owners, and maybe even yourselves, have been dealing with or possibly should know about in the event something happens that could really take money right out of your pocket. With us, joining us for this, is Chuck Crosby, who is the head guy, of course, because his name's on the door, uh, the head guy at the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach Chuck. does a great job in terms of closings, wills, a variety of other things. You can reach him at 499-6360. Also here in for Randy Rocky, we've got Steve Phillips, who is back also at Swan Financial. You can reach Steve directly, 439-2859. If you're thinking about selling your home either now or next month or in the near or later futures, don't hesitate. Give me a call. I'd love to talk to you. We talk about it. It's free, no obligation. All you got to do is call me and come out. We can talk about what the process is. And even if you're going to buy, got agents who are ready to stand by and help you find your next home. You can reach me at 376-5483 or go to bobsellslouisville.com. All right. So Melissa is selling her home on the internet, and she says in an email that we received that uh, Jimmy is a buyer. He contacted her in an email begging to buy her home. Apparently, she's selling it on her own. And then she explains that they, uh, they're overseas, that Jimmy's overseas. And in this email that she received, on the internet uh, that he won't be back in the States until next month, but he needs a place to live. So Jimmy offers to send a cashier's check to the house to secure the house. Melissa says something smells fishy. Who wants to jump in on this? So I've actually had that happen. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it was uh, uh, the last uh, when I saw an actual check, because you see this kind of thing regularly. Yeah. Um, but the, the time that I actually got to see the check, it was a hundred and twenty five thousand dollar check sent from a, uh, a worker on an oil rig in the East China Sea, which is <laughs> why he couldn't be here. And as proof. He sent uh, of his ability to pay and his identity. He sent a copy of his passport and a copy of his bank uh, transcript hmm. uh, from a Chinese bank. Um, the first clue was a the Chinese uh, uh, bank report was written in English. I'm betting it's not generally uh, that way uh, for a real bank account in China. Um, second thing is um, the cashier's check uh, was written off of a credit union on an Air Force base. Base was spelled B-A-S-S. -S. Oh, Clearly not a, uh, you know, English wasn't his first, first language. language. Right. Um, okay, those things were fine. But what what's the deal here? What does he get out of it? What he did was, um, it's a house. He saw sight unseen on the uh, internet. He sent a $125,000 cashier's check. Okay, it looked like a real cashier's check. It was a good job. Got to hold the thing in my hand. Um, and except for the spelling errors, um, the, the scam is you deposit the check into your escrow account. 
And then he comes back and says, hey, um, I need to send $10,000 to this company for furniture to get into the house. Can you, you know, I know that 125 is more than the deposit. Can you just wire 10,000 of that hmm. to this other account? Um, and then when you do that, you find out that the cashier's check is bogus, hmm. but it takes 30 some odd days for a cashier's check to show up bogus. And in the meantime, you've wired money and that wired money is real money. It's out of your account. So he just stole 10,000 bucks that kind of thing. Now, of course, we caught it didn't happen. But yeah. that's the scam. Um, it also uh, that similar scam with uh, debt collectors, uh, you give them a, a cashier's check for 20 grand, you're on, they're only owed 15. You say, Oh, I'm sorry, wire me back the other five. Mm -hmm. The idea is you're taking a piece of paper into the bank and a wire out a wire is immediate. The paper takes about 30 days to go bad. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the scam. It seems like a that's the basic scam in a lot of these that happen yeah. where they give you money and then they want money back. Right. And they always yeah. give you paper and they want it wired. Remember that, folks, that that's the key. If you want to see a replay of this show, by the way, you can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That will take you to our YouTube channel where we post these shows. Again, LouisvilleAnswers.com. Steve, anything to add to that last one? I'm actually working with a uh, person presently uh, that's over in Iraq right now. Um, so, you know, luckily there's no wiring involved. He is a legitimate borrower. But, you know, those types of things are out there where people from, um, you know, exotic locations are coming into our realm and having business interactions. So there are some legitimate. But, boy, you just have to be so much more aware today than ever before. Yeah, and you've got to you've got to verify who they are. That's that's where it 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 comes in and is difficult. Lots of people, uh, you know, lots of Californians buy property in Louisville uh, as investment. Well, they're in California. How are you? You know, when they want to sell it, when they want to mortgage it, you know, it's you just got to verify the people you're dealing with. One of the things that a lot of closing attorneys are dealing with these days are these potential thieves who are looking for inbound funds to fund the closing. And I, the wire fraud that's going around, Chuck, have you seen a oh, lot? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I get those emails pretty much every day. Oh, hey, we want to you know, send you a title order. Uh, um, give us all your information or click this link uh you know blind links like that that's just not going to happen but yeah um i actually had a closing one time uh here not too long ago where buyer and buyer or seller and seller's agent were sitting right there right next to me i went back to cut checks i always uh, update title when i do that uh and i noticed i had an email from the realtor saying hey emergency we need the funds wired to and gave me wiring instructions. So I went back into the room and I said, uh, you want me to wire the funds? And she said, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, people, they when they what they do is they will insert themselves in some part of the transaction. Uh, and that will give them information like closing dates, names, things like that. And then they will uh, use that to try and waylay the funds. So. so what would you say then to Chuck, to anybody who's listening to avoid this ever happening? Uh, yeah, this this actually yeah. is yeah. the this actually is the largest area of real estate fraud 
that um, I'm aware of. I keep getting notices every day from all the companies we deal with. Um, there are things to do. A, never take wiring instructions off the internet. Never. Just don't do it. Um, what we use um, is a secure platform called CertifyD, C-E-R-T-I-F-I-D. Um, and what we do is we will send, if, if you want to give me your wiring instructions or you want our wiring instructions, you're going to have, we're going to send you a link to that site. You're going to click the link. You're going to go on to it and it's going to ask you questions, questions, uh, you know, that they have developed from um, whatever sources they have. Um, and uh, if you answer those questions correctly, it'll send you on to the next page where you can either give me the wiring instructions or take the wiring instructions, mm -hmm. but it will verify uh, your identity. And I might add, it ensures the transaction up to a million dollars. So uh, that's, that's the only way uh, you should do it. And even then, before you wire the money, you call the outfit that you're wiring the money to and verify that those are indeed their instructions. And you don't use phone numbers off the internet or off the uh, email. Right. You, you go and you, you check from a third party source. So if I've got uh, a mortgage company telling me, Hey, we want you to wire X amount of money. Well, first off, we're going to certify D that number. And then I'm going to get on, I'm going to get on the internet. I'm going to find a website uh, or their website. And then I'm going to get a number. I'm going to call the person and then verify the wiring instructions. Mary took realtor and has uh, had a buyer that uh, gave her detailed financial records and personal information at their first meeting. Now, Chuck, this sends up a red flag for any of us who are realtors who deal with buyers on a regular basis. A red flag beyond, right? Big, big red flag. Yeah, like I said, uh, my guy from the South China Sea, um, he was buying a couple hundred thousand dollar house out of Bullitt County. And uh, um, he sent uh, not only his passport, but also his bank account records, uh, savings account showing millions and millions of dollars. And it's like, uh, like I said, the, uh, it was a Chinese bank and everything was in English. I'm, you know, you just know that's wrong off the top of it. Um, but, uh, you know, it's to instill, uh, some sort of confidence. All right. We're moving forward here back to our questions that we get on a regular basis for our, Radio show. This is for Chuck. Emily sent us an email with an interesting twist. Normally we get emails from homeowners. This time Emily was just elected to her homeowner association, Chuck, uh, and the board. And she's wondering if one of the homeowners in her community is renting out their home as an Airbnb. Uh, and then what can she do? The homeowners association board legally stops them if there is a rental as an Airbnb, and she's wondering about the regulations. This seems to be a topic that keeps getting brought up here. It does, um, and it's going to uh, depend a lot on what the uh, uh, rules and regulations of the uh, association say. Mm -hmm. um, some don't even speak to the topic. Others do. Um, some talk about, uh, you know, whether you're conducting business in the property. Is that conducting business or not? Um, uh, are you allowed to rent property out? It, it just depends on the association's documentation. But um, if the... Uh, if the uh, documentation doesn't allow it uh, the way that 
I've suggested to some people is to, well, first off, you have to, you know, send out the letter, say, hey, uh, there's a problem here. You need to come into compliance, you know, otherwise there's liens going to be placed against the property. But as a practical matter, um, it may very well be that uh, with the new restrictions on where you can put an Airbnb and what you need to do, maybe something you just run by the local government folks and mm-hmm. see if maybe they don't solve the problem for you. That's a good idea. We're going to take a break. Still with us here is Chuck Crosby. He's the head guy at the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach him at 499-6360. Somewhere out there trying to get back in is Steve Phillips with Swan Financial, 439-2859. If you're thinking about selling your home, we can help you. All you got to do is uh, give me a call for a free no-obligation analysis of how to get you on the market and what we need to do to get you rolling. And you can reach me at... 376-5483 or go to bobsellslouisville.com. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Welcome to the future of home ownership with Swan Financial. Here's Randy Rocky. Say farewell to high mortgage rates with our game-changing solution, the interest rate buster. Listen to this. We redefined the 30-year fixed rate mortgage, offering unprecedented rates between 5 and 6% APR for the entire loan duration. For more information on how to get that loan, call Randy Rocky at Swan Financial at 502-645-0736. That's 645-0736. NMLS 26362 and 2473. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. In today's real estate market, you want someone you can trust in the driver's seat. In Louisville, that's Bob and Greg Sokola. Bob and son Greg have helped thousands of families just like yours turn challenges into solutions. They can give you a guaranteed sale of a custom marketing system to get your home sold on your timeline and for the most money, and they have an instant cash offer program. You deserve the best there is. Bob and Greg, go to WeSellLouisville.com. You'll be glad you did. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sekulder, the Louisville Real Estate Show. We've reestablished connections with Steve Phillips over at Swan Financial. 435-2859 is his direct number. Also with us, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360. And if you're thinking of selling your home now or in the near future, that could be even a couple of years away, I can come out for a free no-obligation analysis. All you need to do is give me a call on my cell phone, 376-5483, or go to bobsellslouisville.com. In just a minute, 10 remodeling mistakes that will reduce your home's value. 
your resale value, important information. We want to back up for just a second because Chuck has another scam that uh, he wants to tell us about. What was this one, Chuck? This is uh, what seems to be more frequent because the ones we've mentioned so far where the buyers are fraudulent, this is one where the seller was a title pirate. Um, uh, what he had done is uh, he had done some research on property up here. These will usually be um, non-occupied uh, properties, you know, bare piece of ground. And what he was doing is he said he was the seller. He contacted an agent with a um, real name firm here in town. We're not uh -huh. talking Jim Bob's house of loans. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, he got the property listed and he had a story. His story was that, well, he's having surgery and it's it's really kind of a private surgery. So he really doesn't want to talk about it, but he's not going to be available. He's not going to be at closing. That right there is the biggest hallmark. If they're not available, uh, that's going to be the biggest hallmark of, of a problem. Uh, if it's bare ground, uh, just an empty lot, and they're not available, those are two of the biggest red flags. Well, anyhow, property got listed. We got the title order. They had buyers, good price. Uh, for the buyer, it was a reduced price because, hey, we need to get this done real quick. Yeah. Uh, the seller said, got to get it done real quick. Uh, so yeah, there's always some kind of a push, a pressure. Um, so I did, uh, you know, I saw these flags. <clears throat> and so I started looking up the owner of the property. Um, trying to verify who it was or things about them. I ended up going across uh, Ancestry.com, learning everything about the guy's family two generations back. Uh, he had gotten the property back in 1962 uh, by a will from a grandmother. So I had all these names and I called the guy up, you know, loaded for bear here, ready to find out you know, surely he's going to know who his aunt is that left him the property, you know, 40 years ago. Um, but uh, all of a sudden it's like, oh, I my phone's back. Connection. Let's do this by by email. Mm. And that's the, the third huge, big red flag. Uh, the other thing was, uh, well, if you got the property in 1962, he's going to be at least a certain age, 18 plus the number of years in between. This guy mm -hmm. couldn't have been more than 30. Um, so real problem. Yeah. yeah. Found out it wasn't real. We killed the deal. I called up the actual owner, which is the best way to determine find the guy's phone number. There's lots of ways to find a guy's phone number. Yeah. Called him up, found out that, uh, no, I'm not selling my property. Uh, and then I was able to say, well, you know, if you want to sell it, I got you a buyer here. Um, <laughs> and uh, we got him in touch with each other. But uh, yeah. in any event, that's an actual thing that happened. I mean, they're, they're bold, they're brazen. You just have to keep in mind that if it looks too good to be true, mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. A reminder, if you're thinking of selling your your home, well, we have a free no-obligation booklet that has hundreds of useful tips. If you want a copy, and this is legit, not the scam, send me an email, bob at wesellouisville.com. Put selling tips in the subject line. I'll send it right out to you. All right, so if you're thinking about remodeling your home because you're not going to move, well, there's some things you could do that will make it more difficult to sell, and you could lose money. For example, these days, and though, listen, some say a pool is great. But an in-ground pool, only 10 to 20% of people want a pool. So 
you could be eliminating buyers by putting a, a pool in. Also, using substandard materials to build onto your home, that can be a real problem. I was in a house a couple of weeks ago where there had been improvements to it, but substandard improvements. And so an inspector would have torn them apart, which would have been a big problem. If you go with trendy fads, and you might wonder, well, what is a trendy fad? Well, in the past, remember wall-to-wall shared carpeting? That was a trendy fad. A trendy uh, fad. That certainly has gone away. Substandard workmanship, code infractions, all of these things. To give you an example, there was a a, a seller who put uh, a new electrical box in. Well, he paid an electrician to put the box in on his off time. So they never pulled a permit, which means the county never inspected the box, which means when an inspector goes in to look at it, he's going to ask, where's the sticker? And it's not going to be available. That will potentially tank the deal. So those are some of the things, poor energy efficiency, skimpy storage. Those are things if you end up doing and poor room access. If you have to go through one room to get to another room that you are calling a bedroom, that can be a real problem as well. So some of the, those are some of the things that we see on a regular basis when you're doing remodeling that will make mistakes and actually cost you money. All right, let's go back over for questions. Steve, hopefully we got you uh, reestablished. James, in the process of buying a home, he says in the email that he may need to change jobs because of an offer he received from the new company. Uh, he says he's wondering if he's going to impact his ability to get a mortgage. So change of jobs, what will that do in your mind? So it depends on his, you know, specific situations have different outcomes. But um, if it's a salary, if he's going into a salaried position, no problem at all. The lenders won't blink twice. Uh, if he is transitioning from an hourly uh, job to another hourly job, if it's in the same line of work as what he's been doing, as what his history is, uh -huh. then we should be okay. Um, but if he's going from one industry to a brand new industry with no history, prior history of that employment, that's when it's going to get sticky, and that is when it could potentially blow up his deal. Does he need a letter from the employer at that point stating that he's being offered a job for X amount of years or whatever it might be in, involved? Will that help? It'll probably be hard to get a letter from an employer stating they're going to be employed for X number of years. But, I mean, as far as um, the, the employment, you know, they will offer uh, for certain jobs, especially salary, you're going to get an employment offer letter. That offer letter is just as good as your effective start. If it has your effective start date and there's no contingencies for employment, he doesn't have to pass a drug test or do any other compatibility tests, then um, we can use that uh, offer letter uh before he even starts, we can close a loan fully on the offer letter by itself with mm. a salary position. All right. Very good. Back over to Chuck Crosby at the Crosby Law Offices. Kimberly listens to us all the time and sent us an email. She says, I'm buying a condo with a homeowners association. Are there any fees, rules, or restrictions that she should be aware of before purchasing? So that's kind of a pretty basic question. And hopefully you've got a realtor, Kimberly, but Chuck, in this case, it's really check with the, the regulations in the condo yeah, association, yeah. right? And getting with the condo association, getting the condo certification and whatnot, they're supposed to be sending you the rules and the regulations. Um, I'm 
can't imagine a, uh, an HOA board that wouldn't want you to have that information. It's not like it's a secret. Right. Um, yeah, uh, you need to get that. And there will usually be in a condo a monthly maintenance fee. Uh, the dollar amount and all that uh, is something that uh, you find out well before you close. Uh, it's information that will be prorated on settlement statements. So it's not going to be a mystery. Yeah. And if you don't have a check with your realtor, the realtor yeah. will get you that information. Yeah. All right, Steve Phillips, back over to you at Swan. Uh, Jennifer sent us an email telling us her parents just passed away last month. So we're sorry to hear that, Jennifer. And she is uh, told she will be inheriting money. So Jennifer is wondering, can she pay off her mortgage early and are there prepayment penalties? Steve? So most of the time, prepayment penalties have not been around for a long, long time. So most of the time, you're going to be absolutely fine to prepay that uh, without any extra cost or, or uh, uh, fees. Um, if she had some sort of a non-QM loan, there are those out there for borrowers that are having a hard time getting qualified uh, with regular atmosphere or regular loans. Um, if they do have a non-QM, sometimes there have there are prepayment penalties, but those are few and far between. QM stands for not uh well so non-qm um so <laughs> the qualified management i believe is what the qm okay. part does we were just wondering what the acronym was or what the letters yeah were. yeah all right moving on uh chuck crosby cc writes in that she was given a home in louisville three years ago when her best friend passed away she just realized that her name is spelled incorrectly on the deed and she's wondering what the process is that she should follow to get it corrected and then will she have a problem if she tries to sell the house in the near future? Um, no, probably not. Um, there's actually a, a, a doctrine in the law that uh, no matter how your name is spelled, if it's if it's you, uh, you know, paper can't change reality. Uh, but uh, if your name sounds the same as what it's spelled, it's going to be 100% legal. Uh, you know, like Allen, A-L-L-A-N or E-N. Um, you know, just by misspelling, it doesn't make everything wrong, mm -hmm. but you know, if you want to get it fixed, uh, which isn't a problem, uh, you can do a deed of correction easily. Uh, it won't have a, create a problem when she goes to sell the house. No, no, okay. no. Uh, I no. see that on, on the regular, um, what you want to do is make sure that it is the right person. What's, uh, more difficult is when you have the same name as someone else, mm. you know? So like if my name is Robert you know, Johnson, there's going to be a million uh, Robert Johnsons out there. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you've got to weed through which ones are which. And yeah, I've had, you know, people try and sell property that wasn't theirs uh, with the same name. Uh, but there's ways to find that kind of thing out. Uh, but if your name is just misspelled, it's a clerical error yeah. and clerical errors can be fixed. Good news. All right, so let's go back over to Steve Phillips. We received this email from Matthew, and it's a really good question. Matthew wants to know, what's the difference between a mortgage broker and a mortgage lender, and which one should Matthew choose? Steve, can you answer that one? So, yeah, so a broker is uh, going to have access to a lot of different lenders specifically. Um, so in our case, Swan Financial, we have about 45, maybe 50 lenders at this point that we're approved with, which means we have access to every program every one of those lenders uh, has available. A mortgage lender is just going to usually be uh, having access to that specific lender's uh, um, portfolio of products. So they can only offer what they're what their company has. Mm -hmm. We 
as a broker, have the ability to offer everything that, you know, uh, the big name companies have, the people that you see on TV, as well as lenders that you've never heard of. So we have a lot more flexibility than just having 12 to 15 products. All right. Final question. Chuck Crosby, Yolanda owns a mobile home. I love this question. And her son wants to get a pet snake. She mentioned this to a neighbor in the park who reported it to the park manager. Yolanda writes in and says that uh, the park manager has told her she cannot have a snake in her mobile home. And she's wondering, can the park manager really do that? It depends on uh, who owns the trailer who owns the lot uh-huh. and uh that sort of thing uh mobile homes aren't real estate okay they're like a car uh they're you know movable they have a a little blue slip title like uh like cars do so um the question is who owns the lot so are we renting the lot if we're renting the lot there's a lease does that lease say no exotic animals uh, it just depends on what the paperwork says uh but there's no um yes or no uh answer yeah. to this question without looking at those docs um but if we're talking you know about chain smoking nurse cra- wow. you know nurse ratchet uh kind of mobile home park manager as i've run into on a number of occasions they can't just arbitrarily say this there has to be something backing it up got it all right a reminder that if you want to see what sellers are saying about us you can go to louisvillesellerstalk.com that'll show you some of the videos that we produce We are out of time. My thanks to Chuck Crosby, who is the head guy over at the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach him anytime to do your closing, and you can pick the closing attorney that you want. He does wills, which I can't tell you how important that is in so many other things. You can reach Chuck at 499-6360. Also, we thank Steve Phillips for hanging in there with Swan Financial and giving us his expert opinion. You can reach Steve at 439-2859. And if you're thinking of selling your home, whether it's now or in the future, I'd love to help you. You can call me for a free no obligation meeting and we'll talk about what the plan might be, what needs to be done or not done. You can reach me on my cell phone 376-5483 or go to bobsellslouisville.com. And remember, we've got agents who are ready to help you find your new home as well. We're out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.